The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now, your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, Heckma Harrison, and Newey Scruggs. Players' Lounge! What's happening? Right here on a Monday, back at business, final <laughs> show here at Black History Month. Before, I ain't even been working out. For Amigo Negroes. Strong man. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, the fuck got creatine. You see? You trying to flex on Birdie. Yeah, 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 uh, the in-shape brothers uh, are the Bad players. Bathroom over there. Bathroom over there. Yeah. I'll be yeah. seeing you getting your morning oh, workout. Oh, that's true. Did you wait for the spin class, baby. Bathroom's over there. Yeah, Hercules. Yeah. Yes, sir. Hercules, Barry Church hey. is here in the house. We're uh, glad to conversate with him before he hits the links here. Well, we he got Heckma Harrison in the yeah, house. Appreciate yes, you being here. And the national champion he is. Danny McCray, I'm Newey yes, Scruggs. Don't run up on him. Don't run up on him. Whatever you do. Don't run up on him. That camp, don't run up on this man. Hey, don't let you know. run up on him. Let you know. Don't do it. Don't it's do crazy. It. Like, Please crazy don't. Out here. <laughs> Crazy. We don't take it that seriously. You know, we got a different demographic out here. Though. That's <laughs> facts, man. That's facts. Yes. That's we, don't see, we don't see too much of that if we got security. Man, that's crazy. <laughs> see, that's Cam, the problem. Cam see. Newton videos, what they're referencing. Uh, yes. Hey, look, stop messing with them West Atlanta boys. Man. Cam Newton, Pac-Man Jones, they, they, they ready. Amen. They are ready. They are ready mm. for you. But I, I'll never understand people that want to challenge former athletes in public. <laughs> to, to duels, it's just not smart. No, that and I tell you the other thing too. I grew up because my dad was in the, in the in the military. I grew up on a post. I don't mess with nobody been in the army, especially people been in those those units. Yeah. Oh, no, no, like uh-huh. the Rangers, 82nd Airborne Naval Navy. These are trained killers. I think they can handle themselves. Right, they like hands. you don't know. I don't care how. Oh, my, my dad's seventy years old. I don't know what he knows. Yeah. Mm. I don't mess with no trained killers, mm-hmm. man. And they don't quit. <laughs> nah, because no, until it's done, a win is not a win. <laughs> nah, <you're, laughs> it's a, it's hey, not a win. Hey, you can't just do this. You tired? You tired? Yeah, ain't no referee come to say. I got you to Fight for hour. Hey, man, I'm tired. No. Ain't no time. I'm right on time. No, no, no. Too late for the time. Hey, man, I'm going to tell you what, though. That hurt me, man. I didn't like to see that. And I don't like to see when athletes like you guys go back to your respective neighborhoods or supporting the neighborhood, being visible, giving athletes, young athletes, an opportunity. And these are the environment that's being set. Now, I don't know the entire story. I don't know if Cam was out there handling those guys. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But all I'm saying is it's not a good look when you have a guy of Cam's stature that is supporting the youth, doing what he's doing, and it turns into that. And I don't know what's happening, man, with with youth athletics, period, where we're having events like this. I mean, we had something very tragic happen here a couple years ago Mm -hmm. with a a, a shooting on a a peewee league field. You know, it's just – Come on now. It, you can't be taking this stuff this serious, man. It's, it's crazy. And it's not. And you don't get guys like Barry Church and, and Danny McCray to come to your neighborhood and, and support your kids when you got that kind of stuff I, going I, on. I, I think the main part that, that, that's happening here is parents, who, who most of the time have been the issue, they just continue to forget that it is about the kids mm-hmm. <laughs> and the young folks, right? Try, like if Cam Newton decides, he, hey, man, it's over, right? Yeah, so all yeah. the kids that paid to go out there, you know what I'm saying, and get up whatever type of, type of spotlight they wanted to get, whatever type of notoriety that, they, that they're trying to get to get to college, all of a sudden that's over with. Not a parent 
who is no longer your time to get recruited exactly. or have that opportunity. Said now you taking it. Now right. you taking it away from the kid, and I think that's that. That is the <laughs> biggest thing that's happened. Like parents are out of control. Like I, if, if I'm if I'm hosting something like that, I'm almost telling, hey parents, you can't come and one coach per team. Yeah, it is. Just just one. You don't need your whole crew out there mm-hmm. because you see what happens. Dude get get attacked by two, three people, right? Because mm-hmm. they all they all. Is feel that like what you called it? He yeah. got attacked. Yeah. I mean, it looked like it. It looked like he was swatting flies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For legal purposes, yeah. he got attacked. <laughs> he got attacked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and, and that was what happened. But yeah, it's crazy. And don't run up on nobody, man. Church, when your your little ones start playing, you'll mm-hmm. you'll, you'll you'll get a whole lot too, man. I, I stand on another side of the field or sit somewhere across the gym away from people. I just do it, man, because I don't yeah. I don't say anything. I just don't want to hear people say anything. Um, they get crazy. Oh, they was in South Lake. No, nah, man. Okay, I didn't think so. They no Walmart inside. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you got to church ain't going to the hood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't gonna lie to you. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> Where are we going? You're not uh, even from here. From let's Pittsburgh. talk about the combine. <laughs> and the combine's to the coming up. Oak Cliff, <laughs> Oak Cliff Cowboys. Very <laughs> church. Give you a video. I give, hey, I give you one of these. <laughs> you send that out to you real quick. <laughs> Uh, Mike McCarthy, the head coach of the Cowboys and, and defensive coordinator Mike Zimmer. Uh, go Dragons. Right? Are, are not going to the combine. So, uh, Sean McVay of the Los Angeles Rams has also decided not to go to the combine for a second straight year. Mike McCarthy saying with uh, the new defensive changes, it's, he can get more work done back at the star. So, McCarthy not going defense coordinator not going <laughs> I'll go around the room start with you Barry Church your thoughts uh, I understand it to be honest with you um, you know the, there's a lot of hype behind the combine and I get it you get to see you know some of the measurables the 40 the vert and all that good stuff but what confuses me about the combine is how do people move up and down draft boards by getting evaluated with t-shirts and, and shorts on like, when are you on the football field running a straight line for 40 yards? Like, that to me, I understand the, the L drill and the short shuttle because that's, that's quickness. You know, that's a slot receiver. They need to show how they can get in and out of breaks. And I get all that. And maybe even the quarterbacks throwing, but there's no pass rush. There's no people in your way. You, you, you're not going to see that in the National Football League. You're not going to see it at all. So I understand some things about the combine, the interviews. You get to see these guys one-on-one and really pick their brain and how – you know, intelligent they are when it comes to understanding concepts as far as football is concerned. But when you talk about, you know, evaluating a player, I feel like you got to look at that tape. And that's what I feel like McCarthy's doing. He's not going to be, you know, at the combat. He's going to be looking at tape, getting his defensive, you know, crew all together and breaking down the people that he thinks can make this defense better. And I think that's the right path to go about it. When you go into this combine, yeah, you may be able to see this guy. He's fast. He's he's. But how many times have we seen a guy run a 4-2-6 and when he gets on the football field, it looks like he runs a 4-7 right. or a 4-6? I mean, it, to me, there's too much hype involved with the combine, and I don't see how people move up and down leaderboards or draft boards based on performing in shorts and T-shirts when you're not going to do that on the football field. There's too many mistakes that can be made when you go off of just what a guy does at the scouting combine and you don't do your due diligence and look at the tape. And I think Will McClay and his scouting department are definitely going to do that. And yeah. for Mike McCarthy at this point, and man, he's – 
it's, it's sad to say, you know, that, that he's, he's coaching for his job. He's doing everything that he possibly can to not have that be a deterrent or interfere him uh, from what he has to do. Because, honestly, yeah, they have to fix this this, this running game. They have to yeah. fix this, this running defense. Uh, they know what they have in front of them, and they're not going to go off of – you know, how many Twitter followers a guy has a viral moment in him training and so many guys have moved up the leaderboard or been, you know, drafted because of those just intangibles that have nothing to do with playing on Sunday or playing, you know, playing football. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, the most the elite guys, they skip the camp altogether anyway. So you're not going to see any of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think for the scouting department, especially when you're talking about that, that three through seven mix. Mm-hmm. You want to get an opportunity to touch these guys, see them, see them in the classroom, understand who they are because you're only looking at the product on the field. You don't know if this guy's a knucklehead or or what he is. You know, so look, I, I agree with you. It, it's for the most part the the, the uh, combine is just about being able to see these athletes and not so much the numbers itself. Yeah, yeah I, I think, one, I don't think it's for everybody. I think it's for maybe like third round and under. Yeah. Uh, like guys yep. who guys who you may have watched the film and you and you don't really get a feel of, of how fast he is and you may think he's a 4'7", mm-hmm. but then to get out there and run a 4'4", four, four, you're like, oh, that's, that's the guy. Okay. But it's, it's, there's a group of guys who probably it doesn't help them as much. The guy who you already expect to run a, a 4'2", yeah. Who can only go out there and run a four four, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you like he not as fast as, yep. as as he was. So, I think it's more of a meet and greet type of thing. Yep, I think yep. the most important part is those interviews and those questions where you're trying to get a feel for what type of person this guy is, especially the first round guys who you're going to spend a lot of money on. You want to know like, hey, in a room, do I get a good vibe from this person? <laughs> right, based That's off true. whatever question I'm going to ask him. And sometimes I do think it gets a little outlandish with some of the questions that we hear come out of the uh, combine. But it's it, like as far as like the straightforward questions where you're trying to figure out who this person is, get a chance to talk to him, pull him to the side, figure out like what drives him, what type of family life, all that type of stuff. I think that's very important. But the performance thing is, you know, like I pro day, exactly. <laughs> you got yeah. film, yeah. you got a whole bunch of other stuff that you. If a guy goes out there and run a four seven, he's likely going to go to pro day and run a four four. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that's exactly. that's just the thing. So Mike McCarthy will participate um, via Zoom, you know, so he'll 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 be able to be a part of the interviews when they when they bring in uh, prospects. But he, he's just not. <clears throat> You know, he's just not going up there. And I agree with what everyone is saying here about these. I, if you're a – and Will McClay, one of the best in the National Football League, I think it's a piece of the puzzle. That, that's all it's, I think that's all it's ever supposed to have mm-hmm. been. Here's a little bit of piece of the puzzle, and this is just one more thing we get to kind of look at. But I, I do believe the media aspect of what this is now for those that want to make the NFL a 24-7 business, and we've got more folks than ever in the media now who are aggregating stories. So you got to have something to talk about, something to write about. Oh, so-and-so is now moving up here. Or when Byron Jones, who played with the Cowboys, yeah. when, when he had that incredible um, combine and people that moved him up, it was something to write about. Hey, let's look at this guy from UConn. He's shooting up draft boards. This is the stuff that people who love the NFL right now, they consume it because there's nothing else to consume. That's facts. And we're watching NFL get up football, good morning football. That whole thing right now, how harsh will the 49ers hangover be? This is their lead segment. But this is what it is right now. Mm-hmm. People are desperate. So it's talking about the combine. It's talking about free agency. It's talking about the salary cap went up. It's not real football. Yeah. And yes, so that's how we find ourselves in the week. Yeah. yeah <laughs> because yeah, yeah. we're not talking about, but oh, look how fast he was. 
Yeah. Oh, he's strong. Did you see that bench press? Ooh, he's strong. Strong like bull. Exactly. <laughs> look, look, look at, I don't know how much this affected the draft board, but look at CJ Stroud. Was it last year when they said, "Oh man, he had one of the worst test scores or whatever it is the in the national, look, yeah. the wonder look, whatever." He oh, he can't understand. And he goes out there. It has one of the Boss. best rookie seasons there is. I bet you the Carolina Panthers would have been like, "Man, I wish we'd have took CJ Stroud." It's just you know things like that. It's just like man, what you know? Why Damn bring a guy down? Terrible wonder look score. Yeah. yeah, terrible. But all, anybody turning, you got too young. But somebody turned on the tape from Pitt. Yeah, dude, through lasers. What did yeah. he go to the NFL do? Do lasers, mm-hmm. It's supposed all of this, in my opinion, is supposed to be a piece. Mm-hmm. And like any amounts of information you get, just like if you're studying for, t- you get all this information. You go and find the stuff that you feel is important. What this is what I think will help, and then you take the other stuff and you throw it out. That's how you make decisions. You're going to get all this information, especially now analytically. We've got so much stuff. We could look at the. All right, so Bill Walsh had a great grading system. You had to run a certain number for him, or you could not be a receiver in the San Francisco 49ers. That was his organ. You had to be a certain height. Then you 5'7", five, 5'8", five, then you couldn't play for him. He wanted to have receivers that were 6'1". You had to run a certain 40. And I think there's nothing wrong with that if you're developing what type of team you want. Yeah. But Bill Walsh was smart enough to go to Mississippi Valley State and see a guy run a 4-9 and say, that's all right, we'll take it. Sometimes, and I think it, it, no, it's not a one-size-fits-all. Um, and that's why I think film study is so in, important. And, and when we talk about uh, the combine and, and analytics, how it plays into it now, and just specifically the Cowboys, they can't get caught up in that, man. They have to find guys that, especially in this draft, that can hit the ground running. A straight off the bus dude. You know, he, he coming right now. We know he's going to be a day one guy. And those are the hardest guys to pick, I think, when you especially looking at the guys out of the combine. Oh, well, we know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say this. I don't mind him not going, not being there. I know how to answer the question. I think he, him and Zimmer do need to get on the same page about how they're – because that's a big change going from uh, Quinn to Zimmer and figuring out the culture and mm-hmm. letting them know this is how things go and he's, this player thinks this way, this is how he reacts to whatever. I think right. that you can get a lot of good information from them spending this time together versus being out there at the combine. Let's let's kind of go around the room and talk about that. So what we've seen from a guy like Zimmer, he likes bigger defensive tackles. And mm-hmm. then when it comes to linebackers, he places a bigger emphasis on linebackers. I think much more so than what DQ had here. Mm-hmm. Um, the kind of linebackers that he, like a Keon O'Neill, is not a guy that, that Zimmer has been using in the past. So I think that's a very important thing. You talk about Barrios and, and Danny, and, and, and let's get Heckman here and go, go out of the room. You good, dude. You good. Let's get everybody brings it together. We'll start with you, Heckman. What do you think happens at the linebacker spot? Because I just think right off the top of my head, when I think about Zimmer, between Dallas, Cincinnati, and Minnesota, the linebackers he used a little bit different than what we saw from Mm -hmm. DK. If I'm Zim, I'm I'm looking at that. I look no further than that Buffalo game. If I'm talking about the linebackers, if I'm basing anything, I'm I'm looking at what happened in that Buffalo game and the way that they were able to run the ball and how we saw some of our linebackers getting drugged down the field. And we need we can't go with the hybrid approach. Mm-hmm. We need a guy that is a true 4-3 linebacker or a true 3-4 linebacker. Guys that can be in the middle of the field. Guys that can rotate also and go maybe over to the wheel or the Sam, depending on how he's going to use Micah. But yeah, he's going to go with a, a, a bigger, he's going to go with a bigger guy. I think uh, Eric Kendrick said that played for the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Man, one of my favorite 
linebackers was a dog. Maybe not as tall as you as you would like for your linebacker, but stout two forty four something like that. But a guy that was a dog against the run, a guy that didn't give give any space. All we need right now is is guys that are coming downhill, guys that are filling those gaps. We need. D tackles. When you talk about bigger defensive tackles, guys that can hold their own and not allow those uh, tight ends and those tackles to shed and get downhill Mm -hmm. on our defense, which we saw that a lot. And that that just pretty much nullified guys like Marquise Bell that was playing out of position already once offensive coordinators kind of figured out what Dan Quinn wanted to do. Yeah, when I I think about uh, Zimmer and his type of defenses, you look at, you know, like a guy like Anthony Barr when he was in his his hate. Big old linebacker in the middle just kind of being able to handle those offensive linemen that may kind of sneak up to him. You look at a guy like Linval Joseph, those deep defensive tackles he had over there in Minnesota. And to me, I don't think you'll see – like in Quinn's system, you've seen a lot of three safeties. You've seen a lot of packages where, you know, they had two safeties, Hooker, Dono, and then you had Curse, you know, patrolling the box. I don't think you'll see a lot of that. You know, I think you'll see two traditional safeties, and they'll have those athletic linebackers that are bigger body that can handle the run but also be productive in pass coverage as well. Um, I think, you know, Bell is outstanding when you talk about a guy, third down coverage, maybe needs to cover one of those running backs or cover those tight ends. I think that's the perfect role for him coming in on third down, coming in on passing type situations. But a everyday first, second down type of back, I just don't see that because you caught up to us in the playoffs. When guy, they, they figured he was going to be in there, we're going to run straight at this guy. And it caught up to the Cowboys at the worst situation. So to me, you have the pieces that you can kind of plug and play with as, as far as Zimmer is concerned, but you got to get those mainstay pieces that'll be there first, second, and third down to handle that run situation. Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing that, that Zimmer is going to have to focus on, us as a Cowboys organization, is depth at the linebacker spot because I think that's what got us last season. Yeah. I think you go into it and you're looking at the offseason and you saying, okay, Vanderus is coming back. You got Overshawn. You're looking at Clark, and you and that's what you're looking at going into mm-hmm. the season. And then you lose uh, Overshawn, and then, then you lose Vanderus. And now instead of being able to bring guys in, which they did try to, yeah. uh, you have to you know go with a guy like Marquise Bell. So I think having that depth, knowing that you do have those two of those guys coming back with a Clark and the Overshawn. Hopefully, Overshawn comes back off the uh, injury, mm-hmm. healthy and ready to go. But that depth at that linebacker position that wants to. Uh, to help Zimmer play the type of defense that he wants to play is going to be really important. And that's why free agency that's why free agency is so important. They have to make a mark at free agency. There's said they say they're going all in. When we come back, what does going all in mean to everyone? What what does that mean to you and what do you want to see? We'll dive into that next. Right on the players lounge brought to you by Tostitos right here on DallasCowboys.com radio. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code COWBOYSVIP. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code COWBOYSVIP. Hi, I'm Danny McCray, Dallas Cowboys alumni player here with Smoothie King. And Smoothie King wants to ask you, what's that sound? That's the sound of us magically transforming our smoothie bowls into two new decadent flavors. Dig into a cool acai or pitaya bowl handcrafted with crunchy, purely Elizabeth granola, fresh strawberries, and finished with a velvety chocolate hazelnut drizzle. Perfect for breakfast, lunch, or anytime you want to munch. 
And that's the sound of you making them disappear. Smoothie Bowls, now in two new decadent flavors. Only at Smoothie King, the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. To kick off the 2023 NFL season, Hugo Boss teamed up with the NFL and Micah Parsons to launch an iconic apparel collection. Featuring hoodies, crews, t-shirts, polos, joggers, and more. The bold, unique apparel of the Boss NFL Collection unites football and fashion while reflecting what it truly means to be a boss. Get yours today at nflshop.com slash Hugo Boss, at hugoboss.com, and at Boss Retail Stores. Hashtag be your own boss. There is no I in Dallas. There is no I in heart either. No I in Blue Star or in Lone Star for that matter. And there's no I in how about them cowboys? Smirnoff knows there's no I in football. Football is a we thing, an experience that is best enjoyed together. With good drinks and good folks, home or away, we rally together, we cry together, and we always rally cry together because there's definitely no I in Cowboys fans. Smirnoff, we do game days. Please drink responsibly. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back, Back to the Players' Lounge. Register now for the 2024 Dallas Cowboy Youth Camp presented by Invisalign. Athletes of all skill levels, ages 6 to 16, are invited to learn from the best this summer at the Ford Center at the Star in Frisco. Football camps are led by former NFL players, and dance camps are taught by current Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. Register before May 17th to save $25. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash camps. And, of course, when you talk about the camps, that means our man Danny McCray running mm-hmm. things. That's I'm right. running things. That's right. 2024. <laughs> yeah, we we see y'all this summer. Yeah, y'all got yeah. time. Y'all yeah, got time. Geez. A little bit of time. Well, y'all got time. Now we only have seven this year, so only not, seven. Not that, not that many opportunities. So y'all go ahead and get signed up. All right, right. Danny McCray, former Dallas Cowboy. Got Heckma Harrison here. You got Barry Church, yes, former Dallas Cowboy. I knew he scrugs. This is a player's lounge brought to you by Tostito. So Jerry Jones, the owner and general manager of the Dallas Cowboys, a Hall of Famer, said, "Going all in. Mm. Going all in." <laughs> <laughs> Gotta see it. Yeah, man. You know, that's 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 easy to say. Yeah. And until he explains what all in means to him, I don't know. I don't know. All in could be, hey, we we re-signed Dak Prescott and we we got we got CD Lamb. Yeah. And here's Tyron <laughs> Smith back. You know, that in his mind, that, that could be all in to him. I think all in to other people is we see some free agents. We need to see a big draft hall. Mm-hmm. We need to see some key players resign. I mean, that, that, it's every earth thing. So you say he possibly went all in last year? He because we did Brandon Cooks. We got Gilmore. Zach Martin got we got Zach Martin. Like you know, Tyron was back. We TP got ten. You know, healthy coming out. So you you saying that that could possibly be what all in is? That's what <laughs> it did to him. You drafted a defensive tackle in the first round. You, you know, you, 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 that, you, this, this yeah, is going to be the beauty end. of what, what do we hear from him at the combine and Steve? What does that mean? You know, I need to know what does it mean? Can we just say that it's levels to all in? 
There's levels to it. All right. And, and our MO on All In has been getting guys that have been stars in the NFL that kind of pat, not past their prime, but yeah, past yeah, their prime. Past their prime yeah. Okay. Um, we hadn't seen any, oh, we're going to trade a first round draft pick to go, go get this guy. And I won't mention anybody because they'll say you did Tampa. Mark Cooper. Yeah, you did. Yeah. And I think that, that was that, that wasn't the beginning of the season. No, nope, nah, but it was needed. Yeah, no, I'm saying, you, so, so going into the season, you were like, I'm going all in. They was like, ooh, hold on. <laughs> oh, they went in there yeah. with uh, – We like our guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Alan Hearns So no, Like, starting the season off, I don't think we've seen we, we that. We like our guys. Hmm. San- Sanjay's got them playing with bricks. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't see them going and, and making these huge splashes in free agency. I mean, when's the last time they had, like, a huge splash well, that we, we would consider a huge splash? You know, B-Car maybe? When they went out and got, Ooh, he was man, he was the uh, you know yeah he was like the number one corner coming out and you know that was you know that was a huge splash deal but when's the last time you know that's that, that's true yeah, but he said yeah all chips in the middle all chips in the middle huh? like, so what does that mean for you Heck, what what do I you mean, need to see the, uh, what, what does everybody need to the see de- the defensive end I can't remember his name maybe like twenty Craig Hardy no 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 <laughs> well I mean you, you assume that at that point that that was gonna be a good one yeah. uh, he, man he came in and had like 10, 11 sacks Arthur uh, Smith. No, Robert no. Quinn. Robert Quinn. Yeah, Robert Quinn. Well. Robert Quinn well. came in. He did play well. He did play. I don't know. If that's all in. But I mean, when you go, you, they went to free agency. They got a guy. He he performed. He played well. Huh? So, so what does I mean? Really, round Okay, I'll, I'll start. Start it off. Okay. Okay. What it means to me? Uh, go get somebody that can play in this good defensive tackle, a difference making defensive tackle. If if one becomes available, because. Easily somebody could slap franchise tags on guys. So, but but I need to see somebody right up front because I'm not going to sit around here and trust Mozzie Smith. Just not going to do it. And then with Osa Adigizua, good player. But what we've seen from Mike uh, Zimmer in the past, he likes a bigger guy. So they need to get a bigger guy. So D-tackle, linebacker, we just talked about. We know Zimmer likes bigger guys. You don't have that currently right now. Uh, with all due respect to Leighton Vanderesh. If Leighton Vander Esch does not play another snap of the National Football League, it'll be fine by me because I, I'm more concerned about this man's health. He yeah, just had a daughter. Um, yeah. You guys all understand and know and seen uh, how, how these things, how people's bodies go over time. Mm-hmm. And, and Heckman, you've had a front row seat to see the greatest football players in, in NFL history because of your, your uncle and seen how they have grown right. over time. And you've seen what happens to their bodies. Okay, Nobody leaves mm-hmm. this game without some injuries here. So that's why I would look to replace Leighton Vanderesh. But but linebacker spot, um, all in to me means you need to figure out your center position. I don't say anything negative about Tyler Biotish as a player, but he's a free agent. And Tyler Biotish is like any cowboy here. Anybody becomes a free agent. You want to get paid your maximum dollars. He's had a good career here. Mm-hmm. Pro Bowl. But – when you start looking at the amount of dollars that you're going to have to spend, I, I would think the Cowboys would be better served to go and find his replacement via free agency or most likely draft, and then I need to see a, a, the running game get better. Mm-hmm. Mike McCarthy would like Tony Pollard back. If you want Tony Pollard back, fine. Find me who else is going to go along with Tony Pollard. It has to be a tandem. You need a bigger guy, somebody that can punch it in for five yards out. To me, that's all in. Yeah, and I, I'm with you on that, news as far as you know, being all in. To me, being all it means, you know, not running it back with the same crew 
like you have just won a Super Bowl. You know, those guys who won the Super Bowl, hey, yeah, let's run it back. We're going we're gonna to do it again. You know, you didn't have success in the playoffs with the same crew. And I'm not talking about, you know, churning the bottom of the roster. We see that all the time, you know, getting new pieces at the bottom. I'm talking about at, at the core, at the core, switching some things up, you know, relying on the same crew that hasn't been as productive as we may want him to have been, you know, these past couple seasons, maybe there needs to be a change. And if, like you said, if you want Tony Pollard back, that's great. But we understand he's great at that number two role. Bring in somebody that can be that that number one, that guy that can pound the defense and, and open things up for Tony Pollard. I want a guy on the, in the middle of the defense like a like a big, you know, Vinval <laughs> Joseph type guy that can yeah. eat up the gaps. Not necessarily get pressure on the quarterback, but keep these offensive linemen off your second level. I like a linebacker that you don't have to take off the field, no matter what the situation is, whether it's first and second down running or it's a third down passing coverage situation. And I understand those things cost bread. And you yes, know, those things, you know, that's cash yeah. space, and I understand all that. But when it's talking about all in, I just, to me, running it back with the same crew and expecting different results is kind of like the definition of insanity. It and is. I just want to see, you know, changes, changes be made to hopefully get this team over the hump. Is it guaranteed that they will get over the hump making these changes? No. But what's also kind of guaranteed is running it back with the same type of crew and expecting different changes. Yeah. That's just not going to happen. No, and, and I agree with both takes. And, and I think that for me, it's, you're, you don't have the same cliche, oh, we're just one guy away. No, you're several guys mm-hmm. away. That's and you, it's several guys away at key spots that you, you really underestimated <clears throat> playing with smaller size linebackers, and that's why that's important. You also underestimated trying to flex defensive linemen, that, and, and you got blindsided by that. Look, to me, the two positions that I'm looking at specifically offensively, and I'm thinking only of the Green Bay game, is the running back position and a wide receiver. I'm, I'm just saying the second wide receiver. You need another playmaker at the wide receiver mm-hmm. spot. You need a guy that can be that possession receiver for you, not a guy take the top off and all that old crazy stuff. I need a guy that when it's third and seven, I can run a slant. I can run something. I know you can catch the ball. You can, it's yards after catch. You look at the 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 you look at teams all around the NFL that have more than just one wide receiver, one guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, running back wise, you can go back through the season and see that if we had a power back. That would have been the difference in that Miami game. If we had a power back and when Green Bay is running off, if we can run the ball, slow it down, make them, you know, make them wait to get the ball back because that's going every time they get the ball. But we didn't have that. We're still having to try and you know, get things over in the air. Look, going all, all in to me is man, making sure your salary cap is healthy, get guys re-signed that you, you know that you're definitely going to need, but bring in the key pieces. Don't fool yourself again into thinking that, oh, we can go with this same running back group, and then, like you said, by definition of insanity, yeah. think that that's going to work this year because it's not. Yes, you know, I, like, I, and I appreciate all y'all's uh, takes, okay? Mm-hmm. All in to me is what I saw the Rams do a few years ago. Like, that is that is all in. Hey, man, what we pushing all our chips in the table right now. We're not really worried about how it's going to play out for us over the next couple of years because yeah. it's worth going to the Super right. Bowl and winning one. That's to true. me, that is all in. So, they were trading, trading first-round draft picks. They were bringing in Jalen Rams, whoever it is, uh, Von Miller. Like, they were doing a bunch of stuff that you looked at that team and you said, oh, yeah, they, they wagering it all right now. Like, you, you could see it. Yeah. And I think that's what all in means. Do I, th- do I think we need to do that? I am no. It makes me a little nervous to do such a thing. But I think for me it starts with 
all in. You know your defensive line is an issue. Your interior defensive line has been that way for a while. You, ha- I think you should make a big splash at that position. And, and, Linebacker, same thing. And that's, uh, and, and this ain't all on on, on uh, what's his name, Hankins. Uh, yeah. This ain't all on him. I'm not saying it is, but once again, when I talk about bringing the same crew back, you know. As soon as the Hawks, man, we got to sign him back. He's got to be, you know, one of our number one. Part- I mean, this is the same man that he was a part of this defense that was giving up 200, you know, 66 yards on the ground. Like, I'm not saying it's all on him as far as, you know, the run. If he, but he was there. But he was, he was there. there. <laughs> and, and we're acting like, man, we, we got we beating the table to bring, you know, a guy back like that. Now, I'll, I'll go on this level about Hankins. I think he's a, a player who can help you mm-hmm. and, and, and be a part of a team that can do something deep. Just playing him too much. At his age, you're playing him too much. Um, I think he'd be a part of rotation, but you out here leaning on this dude. Like, hey yeah. man, we need to... no, no, that's 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 not that's it. Right. Um, but if you brought another big in here and he's on that, okay, that's fine. And then maybe, maybe our boy Neville Gallimore is out there. <laughs> yeah. You know, but that that's what I'm thinking. But is there a role for Hank? Sure, I think there's a role. But the starting role, you being that guy, we leaning on you, bigger? Nah. But nah. that's why you, that's why you that's why you draft Mozzie. That's why you draft him, yeah. and you expect for him to be in that rotation. I mean, yeah, I no, know. it's the truth. It's just what you you don't you have to you have to rely you have to rely on him because of the. Come on, enough. Danny. His 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 role, Hankins' role, should be <laughs> when you are playing against a team like Green Bay or one of those teams who comes in and they say we are going to establish the run on you. That's when you say, you know, hey, hey big fella. <laughs> You got by 80% of the snaps, all right? And then we also just got brought a, another guy in who can also handle 80% of those snaps or less because y'all showed that y'all can stop the run and yeah. now they have to go to another uh, go to another dynamic of their, of their offense. But I think you have to – like, you need to make a big splash there. It is one glaring weakness that has been here. Three years. <laughs> for, for three, three years. years. Like, yeah. like it, ain't, it ain't going and nowhere. everybody game plan that. And then you go into playoffs, had to – oh, go right there. Yeah. Run, run through them. So, yes. So, so, you need to do it. And then linebacker. I like – I think the, the big spl- two splashes that you need to make to be successful are defensive line and linebacker. Can you make it through with Tony Pollard? I think you can. Yeah. I think you can make it through with Tony Pollard. Can you make it through with the center? I know – cap and all that. I'm not I'm just talking about the player. I think you can make it through with that. I don't think you can make it through a season with the defensive line, interior defensive line you have right now and the linebacker. Front seven got got addressed front do seven defensively. Yeah, okay, uh let's get a break in here. Uh, a move we've been talking about right here on the players lounge for weeks is now caught up nationally. Finally they, they, they understand what we're trying <laughs> to tell time. them. All time. Hey, hey, it, it, the church that's how that's how movement starts. Yeah, it is. Start small. That's how rumors start. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there's no rumor. I think this, 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 this might have a whole lot of gas to it. We'll tell you exactly what that is oh, right here on the Players Lounge, brought to you by Tostitos on DallasCowboys.com radio. <laughs> to kick off the 2023 NFL season, Hugo Boss teamed up with the NFL and Micah Parsons to launch an iconic apparel collection featuring hoodies, crews, T-shirts, polos, joggers, and more. The bold, unique apparel of the Boss NFL Collection unites football and fashion while reflecting what it truly means to be a boss. Get yours today at nflshop.com slash hugoboss, at hugoboss.com, and at Boss Retail Stores. Hashtag be your own boss. Hi, I'm Danny McCray, Dallas Cowboys alumni player here with Smoothie King. And Smoothie King wants to ask you, what's that sound? That's the sound of us magically transforming our smoothie bowls into two new decadent flavors. Dig into a cool acai or pitaya bowl handcrafted with crunchy, purely Elizabeth granola, fresh strawberries, and finished with a velvety chocolate hazelnut drizzle. Perfect for breakfast, lunch, or anytime you want a munch. 
And that's the sound of you making them disappear. Smoothie Bowls, now in two new decadent flavors. Only at Smoothie King, the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code cowboysvip. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code cowboysvip. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap at the Prescott who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to the Players' Lounge. The CONCACAF Nations League finals are coming to AT&T Stadium. Don't miss your chance to watch North America's best soccer teams battle it out in the semifinals on March 21st, a real one's birthday. Then see who lifts the trophy in the championship on March 24th. Tickets are available now at SeatGeek.com, the official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium. March 21st? Yes, You didn't make the uh, Pisces cut off, huh? What, what are you? I'm on the. I'm in. You on the cusp? Yeah. Which, which one you do you claim? What set you claim? Oak Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> Oak Cliff Dragons. <laughs> yeah. All day long. All day long. Yes, sir. That can go come top. They are, they are not the dragon. Big thing. That thing they would trademark that thing. Copyright old oh. dragon thing. We. All right. Players Lounge brought to you by Tostitos, uh, Barry Church, Heck Harris, Danny McCray. So we're talking about the Cowboys and all in. Uh, every year, your team must change. There will be there will be uh, some additions and subtractions, and the team is going to come down and start to say, "Hey, salary cap number, yes, we we want to make we want to make something make something go away." Uh, Michael Gallup, we've talked about it right here on the Players Lounge, a wide receiver that they paid a couple mm. of years ago, despite having the torn ACL, and they moved on from Amari Cooper. He's not been that player that they thought he was going yeah. to be. And Brandon Cooks came in securely, became the number two wide receiver for the team. So now you're paying Michael Gallup a $13 million range to be a number three wide receiver. And then you've drafted Jalen Tolbert, a third-round guy, now going to his third season. Last year, he drastically improved from his rookie Mm -hmm. year. Mm -hmm. So nationally, the stories are all picking up as they're starting to figure out, say, well, who's somebody that you could go ahead and move on from and get their money to put towards Dak Prescott, CeeDee Lamb, and wherever other needs you have. Michael Gallup's the guy. We spoke about it on this show before here. I just don't see how you bring Michael Gallup back, and I mean it from the standpoint of the return on investment. Yeah. It's too much money for a guy that's not a number two wide receiver. 
It, I don't care what team you're on. Nobody's going to pay that. So mm-hmm. I would not be surprised that if they move on from Michael Gallup. Yeah, when, I mean, listen, when you look at going all in, all right, and you start, again, listing players who, hey, can we, can, can we be successful without this person based off what happened last year? I think Michael Gallup is one of those guys. He made some big catches and some big moments, but as far as being consistent over the year and looking at a guy who you say, does this constitute going all in mm-hmm. by, by not – Using that money to go get another player who we said maybe defensive line or linebacker, I don't think that constitutes all in. So I can see why that conversation is catching some steam. I love the the return on investment because you didn't get it, all right, and the injury sidelined all of that. And man, my I, I just look give me appreciation for give appreciation for Michael Gallup and mm-hmm. what he did. Mm-hmm. I mean, coming out of Colorado <laughs> State, I believe where he was drafted, yes. he exceeded expectations. He came in and he balled out. Him and Mamari Cooper were two thousand yard receivers that you had mm-hmm. in the in season. And then after that, you know, he didn't give you the production that you would have liked uh, over the last couple of years. And you can't pay a guy that much, as you stated, especially when those funds can be allocated towards other positions. So that's why I was talking about free agency and saying, look, you got to get a guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, you, when, 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 when it got to the point that defense has figured out the way that Mike McCarthy wanted to use Brandon Cooks, they shut that down. When they understood what were the best routes for CeeDee Lamb, they shut that down. You didn't have another piece besides your tight end. And, then, and, and again, how easy is that to cover um, when you can get a, put a nickel on that guy? We just He was not able to win his individual matchup, and that's why you say, look, we've got to get a guy to come in. I don't know if Jalen Tolbert is that. I, I don't, in three years, I don't, I, I don't think we figured that out yet. I don't think we have a definitive answer if we think that he can be that playmaking guy. And because there's still a question mark over that, I don't feel comfortable going into this season with him as being my third option in this offense. Yeah, and you guys are right about that when you look at it. Because last year, if you really break it down, you know, it was C.D. Lamb, Cooks, Ferguson, the tight end. You know, and Tolbert and Gallup were like right there. So he's really kind of the fourth or fifth option, meaning that he's going against probably the worst corner on the opposite, you know, team, you're guarding him. And he wasn't able to win those one-on-one battles consistently. Yeah, he had, you know, those deep balls, those 50-50 balls every now and then he was able to bring them in. But to get that type of money, and we always talk about it, once you get the bag, the expectations of your play, you know, they rise. You you should be able to go out there and dominate your one-on-one opportunities. And he just wasn't able to do that, whether it was, you know, getting separation, whatever the case may be, Zach not trusting him with the rock, whatever the case may be, he wasn't able to perform on that note that he's, you know, carrying with the Dallas Cowboys. So, when you talk about, you know, cap casualties and guys that are going to get maybe get released um, because their cap hit is too high. I feel like Gallup, you know, falls in that range. Is, is it fair to say when you're making that amount of money that nobody should be mentioning other receivers being in the three or four? Like, you shouldn't yeah, be talking absolutely. about Turpin. You shouldn't be talking about Tolbert. You should be like, hey, we need to find a way to get this guy yeah. more more looks versus the opposite. So, but again, shout out to Michael Gallup. He the injury, the injury was yeah, a setback, yeah, and sometimes yeah. it just don't work out when you come off of that injury. I still think he's a good player, but when you talk about the amount of money that you would have to spend to keep him on the roster, I think that's that's the question that comes. I, I could see the Cowboys moving on from Michael Gallup and him going to another team at a, at a lower price and and having a real good year and being a good football player. I just totally disagreed with how they went about it from the standpoint of. I remember sitting in the press box, I won't name these two media people, we, we spent the whole season arguing about Cooper and Gallup, like who would be back next year. And they were all about Gallup. I'm like, no, Cooper. Cooper's the Cooper has been a one. Cooper saved the season when they got the yeah, guy. Basically. The problem with Cooper was they didn't immediately sign him to a deal when they traded for him. 
and then they let him get to free agency and you had to pay that crazy number. Um, they should have taken care of that business before. And obviously we know it got a little personal. It did. But why would I give a guy who just had an ACL in January all that money and then, well, you know, he's not going to be the, that guy in year one. I just, I just thought I never got it. I never, ever got it. And so you move on from him. I understand Tolbert because Tolbert, time, proof, and consistency. He has not shown us that he can be trusted. But I think this is also the part where you as a football team say to yourself, okay, if I've got Lamb back, I've got Cooks, I've got Tolbert, then you could look to the draft or you could look to find who's another receiver for whatever reason is out there in free agency that we think we can plug in here and they could fit and be a part of the process at a good price. That's going back and trying to figure out how, you know, Bill Belichick with Tom Brady was very good at figuring out out who to get. It was Brandon LaFell, Chris Hogan, Danny Amendola, you know, all throughout that tenure. Mm -hmm. And obviously Tom made a lot of them dudes look good, but – they found people who could, can you fit into our system and do what we do? This is where I would go to a guy like Schottenheimer. Who is it that you know? Because Seattle through the years could find some guys. Yes. They've got three elite guys now that I really like, mm-hmm. but they could find some guys that could work with Russell during that time. And I think that's the, that's the challenge for Will McClay. And I think Will through the years has been able to do well at that. But, dude, you shake a tree, you're going to find some receivers. Mm-hmm. Kansas City's shown us, and granted, Kansas City's got uh, no, 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 that's, that's exactly yeah, right. That's, it. that's why you can't use them as the but, model. But can you at least figure out the concepts of what we want you to do? This is, this is the challenge of being a personnel person. And, and, you, and, and you went to Tom. Yeah. You went to Tom. And Hall, then of you, Hall of Fame. That's what I'm saying. That's the difference in that. And when I look at a number two receiver, I look at guys like Brandon Ayuk. I look at T. Higgins. who Guys like that that are playing behind a bona fide number one guy, but the production is there. But they're first round second. They're first and second. But well, no, no. Well, you can go to Puka. Yeah. Uh, you, how you find a guy like that in the draft. And- yeah. I, I mean – a guy that if you shut down that first option, you're definitely not going to be able to shut down the second option. And NFL teams are looking for that. The Houston Texans, they get Tank Dell. A, a guy like that, was, I mean, that was, that, was that was huge. I mean, you get a guy like that that could be, it can come right off the plane and have the production that he has. The Cowboys just haven't been able to put that piece in. And I have nothing against Brandon Cooks, okay? But I'm just saying, bro, come on now. Yeah. Let's get us a let's get no. <laughs> Don't do me like that. No, no, no. Now with Cooks, the second half of the year. Yeah, he's he, he half of the year. I thought, I thought he, he came around. Now, and this is this is this is just my 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 small little take. They figured it out the second half of the year, and then they also figured out CD Lamb. So it took them a minute to get mm-hmm. to figure out how to get this thing going. What if year two is even better? Because Cooks' resume says. You do right by me, I'll get you a thousand. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how right they the, – well, we know this. The first part of the year, they it weren't getting right, right by C.D. Yeah. Lamb. Mm-hmm. And, and then the second half of the year, then they figured out and we compl- – once again, he we on the show complained. Right. Once on this show, <laughs> we started complaining. You started giving it the ball, and the production was there. So, I mean, I, I – what could they do in year two? But at some point in time, you're going to have – if you're bringing him back, you're going to have to ask, hey, man, we need you to give us some more. But that also comes upon McCarthy to get the man some targets. A perfect example. And they've done this in the past. We were there. Laurent Robinson mm-hmm. came in. McC- found him right off the streets. Came in. Guy balled out unbelievably as a number two receiver. I think he had, what, 11 touchdowns? Him and Dez going crazy. 
that's the type of production you know you would like to have from a number two receiver that consistently, if you give me one on ones, I'm gonna I'm make you pay. Yeah. And then if you decide, all right, we're just gonna cover both guys one on one, then Dez went off. I mean, it's that's what we need as far as a number two receiver that can come in here and beat and consistently beat that man to man coverage because that's what teams are gonna do. They're gonna double CD, they'll let Ferg get his little five yard outs in there here and there, and they're saying we're gonna make you know Gallup and, and Tolbert beat us, and they weren't able to do that as far as the passing game is concerned. Yeah, a playmaker. A playmaker. As simple as that. <laughs> a, a playmaker. playmaker. Big difference. Now, nah, granted, Romo was in his bag that year. That was, was... <laughs> Romo had Laurent Robinson, T. Will. Will yeah. T. Will, yeah, T. Will. You, you know, forget about T. Will. I forgot about yeah, him. They don't T. mention T. him yeah. as a number two. Sideline. Hey. Yeah, T. Will. Yeah, he, yeah, I forgot. T. Will was <laughs> nice. Wow. He was going, going back to so 2013. Terrence Williams, fourth-round pick at receiver. 2014, Devin Street, fifth-round pick at wide receiver. Um, going to the 2017 draft, fourth-round pick, Ryan Switzer, wide receiver. That didn't work. 2018, <laughs> third-round pick, Michael Gallup, wide receiver. That worked. Uh, 2020, C.D. Lamb, first-round pick, that wide worked. receiver. And uh, 2022, third-round pick, Jalen Tolbert, wide receiver. And then uh, Jalen Brooks last year, seventh-rounder at wide receiver. So we're seeing a mixed bag at mm-hmm. it. So, and, and even in free agency, we've seen a mixed bag, which I guess would probably make for most of the National Football League, right, mm-hmm. when you talk about just a mixed bag. Or stuff. But this is another, another case of uh, let's see how it goes. But it's going to be fun. And what? It's going to be fun to just sit around here and see exactly what they do and can they find the right guy because their quarterbacks will be making $50 million. Man, that's what I, hey, I was just about to say, where is that? Can we get an APB on Dak Prescott? Can we get a word Ooh, from my leader? The, the leader is expecting to be a father. So I don't know, doubt. But that's, that, no, that's supposed to be happening soon. So like this okay. month around this time. Did you see Kyle Yeomans? Kyle Yeomans just had three babies. Triplet. And I called a game with him just two days ago. I'm like, what are you doing here? Trying to get some. Sometimes you got to get it. Yeah, I'll be back, man. I'll be back. <laughs> that, man, that man understand he's going to be having to buy three diapers. Exactly. <laughs> three bags of it's diapers. For that real, man, for that real. man is going to have a Costco, Sam's, or whatever <laughs> card. Wholesaling. So, yeah, that man out there trying to get that Donate bag Pampers to Kyle Yeomans, mm, man. Yes, out. yes. But his kids are in the NICU right now. So, yeah. so he's uh, waiting. On, you know, they, they're going to be there for a little bit. But um, man, three three kids, man. So congratulations to him. Trippers. I just teased him. I said, "Hey, man, win number four. Win number four. Well, what he you, said? You might have number six. That's what he said. Yeah. That's exactly what he said. Going for four, I might come up with six. Yeah, I said, "No, nah, I think five, but I don't think you'll do three again. You might roll it. You might man, roll it. I, I, I so the last person who had six. Yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nah, nah, you all right? You all right? Famous <laughs> last words. You gonna be honest? Totally against you. Where would Nui be when you need a babysitter? <laughs> Unavailable. Unavailable. So you know how that goes. Unavailable. I got my own. I try to Parcells. You see, I try to get my own house and burn it down. Unbelievable. Barry Church. Yes, thank sir. Heck Harrison. Yes, thank you. Danny McCray. Thank you. I'm Newey Scruggs. To Chris Bean, Joshy, Jazz. Everybody's been a part of the Players Lounge right here by TC Tostitos. Thank you. We'll catch you next Monday right here on DallasCowboys.com Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!